to the Dot Washburn Show podcast. This is your guest host, Donnie Copeland, filling in for Dot Washburn. Some of you may or may not know, Doc has been running for governor of the state of Arkansas. That campaign is now officially over, uh, but I'm going to be here uh, on the microphone at least, uh, well, not at least, through Friday. And Monday is the hard, fast date that Doc will return. He had family in, and so I told him go ahead and take uh, I encouraged him to take rather the uh, next two days off and just kind of decompress. And so here we are. I'm so thankful that you've joined us, and we're thankful always for our wonderful uh, advertisers. They always do, <coughs> excuse me, such a wonderful job supporting us, and uh, we're so thankful for them. Uh, today's episode is episode 159. It's not going to be a uh, a walk in the park type episode because we're going to be exploring the inconvenient truth of the school shootings like the horrible school shooting in Uvalde, Texas, down near the border, uh, and uh, linked to abortion. While those two may seem to be uh, not at all linked, I think they absolutely are from a existential uh, uh, viewpoint. Uh, and then we're going to talk about uh, the will and the, and the uh, desire to eliminate both of those things and how that if we, I believe, eliminate uh, abortion, we can largely eliminate uh, the school shootings. And that may seem so counterintuitive, uh, but just hang with me as we kind of walk through this today. Again, thank you so much for joining us. And uh, this uh, episode was born out of, of course, the horrible tragedy that happened in Uvalde, which was totally and completely, um, you know, tragic, one, and then then totally preventable, two. And uh, we're going to talk about that. There's a lot of questions, and I'm not I don't want to spend so much time uh, finding fault and saying, you know, playing the expert, because it's easy to sit here in the comfort of my home studio and talk about what should or should not have been done down in Uvalde. But, uh, you know, it's it's uh, and I, I hesitate to even use analogies because uh, the situation is so profoundly sad, profoundly horrific that to use any analogy whatsoever uh, that is not equally as tragic is almost sacrilege. And so I'll, I'll uh, refrain from that. But suffice to say uh, that um, th- there is a link, I believe, between abortion uh, and, and it's, it's the immutable law. It's the, it's the law of sowing and reaping uh, that we as a nation are encountering uh, with this horror and uh and so I, I think we have to just get some get some things some priorities straight um and, and then I think setting abortion aside I think we could we could uh, be more focused on school safety uh per you know um the democrats and and right on cue of course this is um and, I, and I'm not going to be ghoulish enough to say that they are celebrating uh, this horrific tragedy. 
but they're certainly using it and trying to get as much mileage out of it as as possible uh without shame i may add when in 2020 <clears throat> if you remember they were uh crying defund the police and part of that defunding the police was an attack on resource officers in schools and uh you know they were saying how uh policemen in schools was you know intimidating and caused psychological damage and uh you know so forth and so on and so um uh, I did a little bit of research today in in anticipation of uh, of this show of this episode and uh, looking at some of the things that nations that deal with uh, terrorism on a much higher level than we do uh we um and and Israel comes to mind as number 1 and how they are in under constant attack, not just from some crazy lunatic, uh, but uh, an entire nation that's uh, and nations plural that surrounds them that has every desire that every single one of them be dead and um, and would bring harm to their children. So they have to stay especially vigilant. One of the uh, things that I have learned in my 61 years, and and it served me quite well. And uh, if I would heed the advice, probably would serve me even uh, to a greater degree, and perhaps could serve you well as uh, also. Is the concept of taking someone who has already done what you are wanting to do, are are needing to do. And emulate what they do, but put your touch to that. And that, that actually can work in anything you're doing, whether it's business, whether it's in, um, it doesn't matter, uh, in, in anything that you endeavor. If you'll look at people who have already done what you're trying to do, uh, take a, a website and you're trying to build a website and, uh, there's somebody that already does what you do. You, let's say you're starting a, a phone company. I'm just, I'm just using an example. And you're buying phones from wherever, Poland. Since I'm not going to use China as an example, uh, you're buying technology from Poland, you know, hardware, and you're going to start a phone company. So what do you do? You, you go and you look at how Apple and you look at how, um, Android, but, but I would use Apple because they are the benchmark and, and you can't be Apple, but you can have aspects of Apple, the, the minimalistic look and the clean straight lines and very not, you know, not busy whatsoever. Uh, very simplistic, uh, very stylish, um, very focused. You just use those principles, whether it be on your website or whatever else. As, all the way down to colors because here's what I tell, uh, mentors of mine or, or, or people that I'm mentoring myself is I say, look, don't reinvent the wheel if you're, you're creating a moving company and the largest company in the world uses green and white. There's a reason they've done millions of dollars worth of research. So you use green and white. You don't have to use the same green. You don't have to use the same white. You can use an off white or a whatever white and uh you know a unique color green and don't have to use their exact font but use there's reasons they use the colors they use 
and so we emulate that. So uh, we do this. We should do the same thing when it comes to a uh, a problem and and a uh, something that actually doesn't happen all that often, but one time a year, one time a century, uh, nineteen children, two adults being killed in a school. Is too much. So it, you know, it doesn't matter if it happens five, 10, 20 times a year. Yes, we have a hundred thousand schools. Uh, but, but, uh, one school shooting is too many. And so the answer is not, uh, to have more government intervention. The, the, uh, the, uh, <coughs> excuse me, the, Answer is not to have mandates from Washington because so often Washington, as does states, will send down mandates and say, you got to have these doors, you got to have these, uh, safety procedures, you got to have this alarm system, you got to have this, uh, whatever else system, but they're what we call unfunded mandates. So they give you all these things you have to do, uh, or you won't get the other funding that you've been getting, um, but they don't give you any money to do them. And so you, you as a school system are much better off by saying, okay, taking a look at it, bringing in uh, military, bringing in police, bringing in, uh, going online, getting someone on Zoom from Israel and saying, hey, how can we make our school the safest there can be? Now, here's an idea. And again, I want to be very careful this evening uh, because I don't want to. Uh, be piling on in such a tragic situation, but I think we have to learn from it and we have to, uh, we have to look at it. And so I- I'm going to spend a little bit of time on the safety issue and then I'm going to link, link uh, abortion and, and tell you why I think in a spiritual sense, uh, abortion and school shootings are linked. Uh, and I believe it's the, the reaping and sowing, uh, aspect, uh, spiritually. And just and then if you if you're not even a spiritual person, it's just you know and you may call it karma, uh, but it, it it just is. And, uh, uh, and and I'll use some analogies hopefully that are appropriate for such a sensitive subject. But we're going to be talking about uh, school safety and you know I I did a I'm not a school superintendent I'm not a school principal, but I took, I did a cursory search of schools because I, I had to think, I mean, I started thinking about, okay, who is probably under the most threat than any school in the world? And Israel came to mind instantly because they're surrounded by a billion people that that seeks their demise and would love for them to be dead and has no problem raining down missiles on their children, on them uh, as adults or whatever. And so it stands to reason these terrorists terrorists would uh, seek uh, constantly to blow up, to shoot up, uh, whatever else up uh, their schools in Israel, which is horrific to even think about. Uh, can you imagine while we have a s- terrible school shooting like Uvalde? Um, and uh, <clears throat> I'm also going to explore a few questions that I have about the shooter uh, uh, Ramos and uh, and 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 bring those to light as well, uh, because I, I believe personally that in the days, weeks, and months to come, there will be information that you do not know about, that I do not know about, but we know enough about how the media operates 
that we know without a doubt there will be information come out that was uh, conveniently uh, withheld and probably intentionally uh, shield, we were shielded from because it doesn't fit the narrative and it doesn't fit uh, what uh, the news media would would like to perpetrate upon you and I. Uh, not to be lost in all of this, as I said earlier, in 2020 when uh, people like Ted Cruz and others tried to harden security in schools under the uh, under the attack by the left about de- defunding the police, uh, the the right returned uh, with a counter uh, of hardening the security in schools, and the left lost their minds over it and said it would cause psychosis and it was horrible to put uh, guards in schools. Well, it, it doesn't seem so terrible uh, today. And so, again, we look back at Israel, and Israel did some uh, some real basic things, and uh, I'm, I'm going to talk about those. And then I would like to parallel uh, as well when we talk about it, I'd like to talk about uh, why we are so adamant about protecting everything else except schools. Why? Uh, and I'll, I'll list for you some of those things that we protect uh, with armed guards, no less. Uh, but for some reason, we can't protect uh, schools. And uh, another question that I have is, I know that Uvalde is right on the border, uh, but I find it fascinating. Yes, uh, the um, and I've not looked at the geography, and I may do that in the break. <coughs> Excuse me. But... Uh, the uh, exactly I know Uvalde. I used to live in Texas. Didn't live down in the valley or down in that area. I lived in North Texas, but I know enough about it to know Uvalde is is really near the border. So, it, on one hand, it seems re- very reasonable that border security uh, or border border patrol rather would respond to such a massive tragedy. Uh, but, and to, and I'm trying to, to, to say this in the most, um, uh, fair way possible, uh, because of the inference I'm going to make here at the end, uh, and it has been made. And then when it is made, uh, people are vehemently attacked for being racist and being, you know, uh, anti-immigrant and everything else. But you still, it still begs the question. The first question you have, uh, is, uh, the Ramos guy, was he illegal? Uh, did he slip over the border? Uh, we, we, uh, now we know that he, uh, had lived there and he'd been living there for some time, but don't know how long. <coughs> Excuse me. Exactly. But, um, we do know that he was, uh, he, he did, uh, the Border Patrol did encounter him, a Border Patrol uh, agent, uh, some specialized Border Patrol that I'd never heard of, kind of like a Army Ranger, but, but Border Patrol uh, uh, actually uh, took his life or, you know, killed him uh, in a gunfire exchange. And the Border Patrol agent was injured, but not fatally or I, I don't, well, I say not Critically, I don't know, but it didn't seem to be life altering, uh, although 
any shot is kind of like surgery. There's no minor surgery and there's no, you know, uh, not serious gunshot in, in my opinion. But, um, the, the, the question is, we beg to ask the question, uh, you know, what was, uh, what are the politics? And the only reason I ask that is because if, here's what I know. I know that if Ramos was a right wing nut job, and, and again, I'm using air quotes that you cannot see, then that would have been well documented, just like, uh, you know, but, but if you'll notice, there is this, um, clear bias by the media where if it's someone that sympathizes with the right, then that is, that is played out in the press tirelessly. If it's someone on the left, uh, it is buried. And so a lot of times you can ascertain what is going on and what the truth is based on uh, probably by the press as much of what is not said than what is said. And so what is not being said about this shooter tells me that there is more that will unfold. Now, what they will do, they'll allow the shock and they'll let this wear off and we'll move on to something else. And certainly those parents and those officers and those teachers and those survivors and uh, those parents who lost children, those siblings lost children, they will never move on. They will, they will carry this with them for the rest of their life and their life will be plagued by terrible, terrible grief. But we as a nation will move on and then it will be leaked out. Oh, he was a left winger. Oh, well, he was here illegally, but he came over here a long time ago. And so that really doesn't count. And, Whatever else. And I'm not saying that is the truth. I'm just saying there will be things. It happens every time uh, when we don't get the tireless uh, uh, cycle or the tireless loop of he's a he's a right wing nut job who love Donald Trump. Uh, it, it, if he was a Barack Obama fan, if he was a O'Biden or Joe Biden fan, uh, you will you will never hear it. You'll never know it in a million years. Um and so uh, what I would like to do when we come back, I want to take a moment and I want to uh, to bring up the uh, or not bring up, but I would love to uh, explore the, the safety measures that the um, that Israel uh, uh, has uh, and, and uh, institutes. And I think that will uh, definitely uh, cause us to see that there is a lot of room for improvement in America. Uh, someone made a great observation as well, said, you know, $40 billion that you're sending are probably already been sent. It was probably sent before it was actually uh, ever, um, ever even approved. That money's probably been uh, sent and spent. Uh, and, and then we approved it, I, I, I would imagine, but I'm just, you know, just spitballing here. Um, but, uh, I, I wonder if, um, what $40 billion would do, and then this wasn't original with me, but I wonder what $40 billion would do to protect our schools. So, uh, we're going to look at what Israel does to protect their schools. Also, we're going to look at, uh, some other entities and types of businesses, etc., and and how they protect themselves, and why can't we have the same for 
uh, our, our children. We'll uh, explore this and more when we come back. If you try to buy a car recently, realize there's such a chip shortage, you may have a hard time finding what you're looking for. People I know have actually bought vehicles from hundreds of miles away from where they live. That's where Red River Your Way comes in. Red River Your Way is a big old car dealership in the middle of the USA that believes in freedom, including your freedom to buy a car, truck, van, or SUV the way you want to. You can buy online, and they'll drive it to you no matter where you are. Red River Your Way wants to make your car buying experience as easy and transparent as possible. That's why they've added technology to their website to put you in complete control of your payment options and allows you to complete the entire purchase process online. But don't worry, Red River experts are still here to help you every step of the way if you have any questions. Red River makes it so easy. As you browse their selection, you'll see each vehicle has a button that says Explore Payment Options on it. Clicking that button guides you through a few easy questions and then create personalized payment options you have complete control over. All you have to do is adjust your preferences, and all the math happens automatically so you can figure out what monthly payment works best for your budget. Red River Your Way makes car buying online easy. Your whole car buying process is completely transparent. If you want to buy a car, truck, van, or SUV, order online from the nationwide car dealer that believes in freedom, the dealer that will deliver your vehicle to your front door no matter where you live, RedRiverYourWay.com. You will be glad you did. Let me once again express how thankful we are to our advertisers. I want to mention a couple of them to you. They make it possible for us to do what we do. Like my friend Justin Minton, M-I-N-T-O-N, Minton in Benton. Now, Justin's a former insurance adjuster who left the insurance industry to become a private lawyer, founded the Minton Law Firm to help injured people fight against powerful insurance companies and corporations. And he has sure helped me out with the three automobile accidents I've been in since 2019. The Minton Law Firm has a great team of lawyers, including the 2016 Trial Lawyer of the Year and the 2016 Outstanding Young Lawyer of the Year. The insurance companies take Justin Minton and his team of lawyers seriously because they know they can and will take your case to trial if need be. So whether you want to go to trial or settle out of court, it's a really good idea to have a knowledgeable trial attorney on your side. Justin's team aims to bring justice to clients who've been injured and need somebody to stand up for them. No matter what the injury, Justin Minton... Make sure the Minton Law Firm always works hard for you. Whether you're in a car wreck, hurt of the job, or you or a loved one is suffering from the carelessness of another, if you're in Arkansas, Justin Minton Law, M-I-N-T-O-N, Minton and Benton, is here to help you. Just call the Minton Law Firm, 501-943-4195, or visit justinmintonlaw.com today. All right. Uh, and again, I'm Donnie Copeland, sitting in for Doc Washburn. This is the Doc Washburn podcast and we're thankful that you have joined us and very thankful for everybody that has supported us those that listen live and uh we just and then of course download we had a great day today on downloads and uh so we appreciate that so very much uh i'd like to look at the israel uh kind of method of protecting uh, schools and uh this is kindergarten through college actually and uh I think it's uh I think it's very important that we look at one thing that uh they do. Um, let me let me pull this up. Uh this is actually uh it says here are some lessons learned by K through twelve school campus police chief 
who participate in the Georgia International Law Enforcement Exchange. And again, they're using the Israeli um, security system. Uh, one, school buses don't exist in Israel. Uh, so it's just something they can't take a chance on. Uh, also, student crime is rare. Um, and so there is a different uh, demographic. There's a dim- different uh, expectation um, there. But, uh, you know, I, I think those are some ancillary things. Those are some things that have some very little effect. But we're talking about outside influence. We're talking about outside threats of, you know, the r- real rare but super deadly kind. Uh, these are eight steps that Israel uses to identify the most likely threats to your students and staff. Uh, here's an amazing thing is that the FBI, uh, this, this, uh, person <coughs> that, <coughs> excuse me, attacked the school, um, you know, was, was actually online showing uh, multiple clips. Uh, I know he contacted a, uh, or I read, I don't know, but I read where uh, an account of, of a friend who said that he contacted him several times. He contacted a young lady that he didn't know in another state and just randomly dropped her a text and kind of some cryptic message about, you know, the students will find out soon or whatever. Um, and so, uh, and, and I don't know if any of those reported uh, what they did, but it certainly doesn't look good for the FBI uh, when they're chasing down Granny from January the 6th. Uh, they're chasing down people that they set up to kidnap, uh, to kidnap Gretchen Whitmer to make it look like Donald Trump nut jobs were, were kidnapping Gretchen Whitmer. Um, th- they are entertaining Hillary Clinton and her lawyer Sussman with bogus, uh, golden shower documents and fake documents from banks and all this and, and, not to mention, uh, they're spending their time, they're too busy wiretapping, uh, political candidates, Watergate style, uh, to eavesdrop. Uh, so, so what happens, see, when you're, this is the same thing, uh, as a, in a, in a this is a micro, uh, example of the macro. And the micro is this, the FBI, which is a department within the federal government, is too busy doing what they shouldn't be doing. They're too busy with their nose and things that is none of their business. They're too busy. Uh, oh, by the way, we saw today where they wiretapped three million Americans without a warrant. So they're too busy. Why, you know how much manpower it takes to, to, uh, track and, uh, wiretap and, uh, and, and follow three million people? Uh, that's a lot of manpower. So you had, you had, you're so busy trying to, uh, trying to pursue conservatives and Trump voters that you don't have time. And I'm not, I'm not sitting here trying to blame everything that happens on the FBI, but that is your job. And, uh, you sure in the heck can, uh, if somebody were to threaten Joe Biden or to say something mean to Barack Obama or call Michelle Obama, you know, refer to her as, as, as another name besides Michelle. Uh, you sure in the heck don't have any trouble tracking them down. Uh, but here's a guy showing 
clips repeatedly on Facebook. Here's a guy giving at least indirect, if not direct, uh, indications that he's about to, to go off. He was known to be a problem. Uh, I, 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 and I think you will find this, and, and if I'm wrong again, I, I will go, <laughs> if I'm wrong again, if I'm wrong, comma, again, uh, I will come on this, uh, uh, an episode and, and I will tell you that I was wrong. But we've seen this play out so many times. And that is, we will find out later that the FBI was notified about this guy. He was probably, as the way the movie usually goes, he was on their radar. Then he's not on their radar. Then he shoots up a school. Now he's on their radar again. But you know what they were doing? They were wiretapping three million people that are uh, citizens that didn't shoot up a school, that didn't do something this horrific, but they're too busy out trying to punish uh, political opponents. And, and that is the problem. That is a micro of the macro. And the macro is that's exactly what the federal government does. The federal government spends all their time doing things they have no business doing. Congress uh, pursuing uh, UFOs and uh, wanting to know about cheating in uh, baseball and gambling in basketball or whatever else uh, they're involved in that has nothing to do with them. And, and they're not hardening the security in schools. The FBI is chasing down three million political opponents because they're all liberals and, and it's the swamp. And so they're too busy chasing three million and wiretapping three million patriots, more than likely. And they don't catch this guy. They don't catch the Las Vegas shooter. They don't catch the Sacramento terrorist. And, and on and on and on, the, 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 the guy that shot up the black church in Michigan. And, and, uh, I, I don't have enough time on this, uh, episode to tell you all the things they missed. Uh, they, they didn't catch the guy that shot up all the congressmen, uh, on the baseball field here a few years ago. No, why? Because they're too busy chasing down political opponents. You got them playing tickle fights. You got, uh, the, the high ranking officials, uh, are too busy sending love letters to one another and emails and tickle fighting and, and running off to the Marriott to, to have their, uh, uh, midday rendezvous or whatever that song was of the sixties, uh, seventies, uh, doc will have to help me with that. But this is all, uh, the FBI is a microcosm of the macro problem in America and the same problem in states in general where states spend their time doing things that they, things that they have no business doing, like in Arkansas. We have a governor and we have, uh, being pushed by Walmart and by the, uh, by Tyson Foods and whomever else, I don't know. And they're trying to get him to defend the chemical castration of, uh, of children. And they're, uh, they're over here. They got an office set up in China trying to lure China over here, uh, for some God unknown reason. And then, um, you know, and part of me, I shouldn't have said God. I, I don't want to use God's name in vain. So uh, I, I apologize for that. Uh, I don't do that. Uh, so, uh, but, but anyway, for some unknown reason. Uh, and, and all the time you have a bridge that's crumbling, crossing the Mississippi River at, at West Memphis that collapses 
and and thousand wonders didn't kill you know hundreds of people. Uh, you have levees in in Jonesboro in North uh, East Arkansas that are breaking and leaking. So uh, th- this is not a FBI problem. This is not a U.S. government problem. It is a government problem. Government in and of itself is corrupt. Government is wasteful. Government is broke. Government has no money except for your money. And government will get into your business when their job is to defend you and create infrastructure. That is the two jobs of government. And you and I need to get that in our noggin, that government is for two reasons. It is to protect its citizens and it's to uh, upkeep, build and upkeep infrastructure. That's it. I don't need you to teach my children about sexuality. I don't need you to teach my children about becoming a good Democrat. I don't need you teaching my children about Black Lives Matters, White Lives Matter, Green Lives Matter. I need you to build infrastructure. I need you to protect our children. But they can't do that. You know why they can't do that? Because they're too busy doing all the things they shouldn't be doing. So... uh where was I? I'm on the Israeli uh, safety uh, uh, safety protocols. Um, so have a no-hassle, confidential way for reporting unusual concerning activity. Um, develop, communicate a simple plan as possible to staff, students on proper course of action. Train, train, train. Uh, we should have training constantly, just like we do uh Used to when I was a kid, it's been a hundred years ago, we did, uh, you know, fire drills, storm drills, whatever. Uh, they need to train, train, train. Use security cameras and technology. Uh, as much as possible, sanitized areas that be used for large gatherings. Oh, that's bunk. Uh, but this is, this is useless right here. Uh, I'm sorry. I had a, I had another, uh, I had another one that was much better, uh, but but to su- suffice to say, there uh, there there are, and, and I'll try to find it. The one that I actually had pulled up, and the one I pulled up is not the one I had earlier. Uh, but there are uh, some phenomenal phenomenal uh, measures that they take in Israel. One I know of that they they have multiple. They have military, uh, they have police, and they have armed. Uh, teachers. They train their students. They train their teachers. Uh, their entry po- uh, points are all locked. Uh, this this uh, monster <clears throat> yesterday jumped the fence and just walked in the school. There's no excuse for that. Somebody said, well, they don't have the money. Well, they sure in the heck have the money to have seven superintendents in every school. Uh, you know, you got you got six or seven superintendents of schools or, or let me let me back up. I don't want to be I don't want to exaggerate. Uh, but but I know of schools that have multiple, multiple superintendents, multiple, multiple principals, uh, multiple layers of uh, of administration will cut some of that administration, put up some security cameras, put up some mag locks on doors. Uh, get a resource uh, or get a trained uh, officer uh, in those schools that is uh, uh, two or three officers, depending on the size of the school, uh, that is highly trained and and put money into it. Take the $40 billion you were sending to Ukraine and put it into our schools. That's a that's an idea worth pursuing. Uh, so we're going to come back here in a moment. I'm going to explore this a little bit more. I'm going to pull up that actual 
the the actual Israeli plan, and uh, I won't spend a ton of time on it, uh, but uh, I do want to explore that just a little bit, and uh, and then we'll be right back. See you in just a second. We talk a lot about pushing back against the overreach of the federal government. What better example would there be than Obamacare? Are you like most Americans? Did Obamacare, the so-called Affordable Care Act, make your health care more expensive? Does your health insurance premium feel like a second mortgage? Does your sky-high deductible prevent you from going to the doctor? Do your sky-high co-pays keep you from going to the doctor? If you answered yes to any of these questions, you need to go to a website called MyFamilyHealthPlan.com. When you click on MyFamilyHealthPlan.com, You see the big, bold letters, affordable plans. Save 30 to 50% on premiums, personalized health coverage, low to no deductible, no co-pays. And then that big, beautiful red button that says schedule, call now. You click on the red button, you book a free consultation with my friend, Art Wilborn. He makes sure there are no gaps in your coverage, and he also makes sure that your personalized health coverage gives you a plan that doesn't force you to cover things like abortion. Horrible things which would deeply offend your deeply held religious beliefs. MyFamilyHealthPlan.com. Affordable plans. Save 30 to 50% on premiums. Personalized health coverage. Low to no deductible. No co-pays. Click the big red button. Schedule a call now. Book a free consultation with Art Wilborn. He makes sure there are no gaps in your coverage. Save money on your insurance at MyFamilyHealthPlan.com. All right, let me ask you this. Does your financial advisor take the time to listen and get to know you? Is your financial strategy personalized for you and your family? Will your financial advisor be there as your life and financial situations change? When you work with Jonathan Presswood, he focuses on what's important to you. He uses an established process to help you achieve your unique goals, whether that's preparing for retirement, making your money last in retirement, planning your estate or inheritance, preparing for the unexpected, or anything else, Jonathan Presswood can help. Now, what you... do if you leave a job and have a 401k or other retirement plan, or if you're getting close to retirement or already in retirement, call my friend Jonathan Presswood today. He'll help you create a personalized financial strategy backed by the advice, tools, and resources to help you reach your goals. And he'll partner together with you to help your strategy stay on track no matter what life throws at you. Listen, we can all dream of having a perfect retirement, but how many of us will actually experience it? No matter where you are today, Jonathan Presswood is offering a free retirement analysis to figure out where you'd like to be and what it will take to get you there. And there's no obligation. Contact Jonathan Presswood, a financial advisor with Edward Jones Investments, today at 501 303-4844. Again, that's 501-303-4844. Don't wait. Call Jonathan Presswood today at 501-303-4844. Now, if you're like me, you can't remember phone numbers, go to our website, docwashburnshow.com. Just click on the link to Jonathan Presswood at Edward Jones. Edward Jones, making sense of investing. Member SIPC. I'm Donnie Copeland sitting in for Doc Washburn on the Doc Washburn Show and podcast. 
so thankful that uh, you joined us. And we're talking about uh, the link uh, between uh, the inconvenient truth of school shootings uh, and abortion. And uh, we're go- right now we're talking about school shootings uh, and how Israel has has all but eliminated uh, this from happening because they are under constant threat. I've actually found the uh, the plan that I was looking for, and uh, these things are so basic. And you say, you know, here's a ama- here's what's amazing about government. And the reason I got on that rant, and man, I was feeling it. Uh, it this micro and mi- uh, macro and micro uh, effect, or not effect, but but view of of the, the micro being F, the FBI, who's totally uh, just the gang that can't shoot straight, totally ineffective, is a microcosm of, of the entirety of the federal government and its total ineptitude. Whether it be in uh, uh, handling money, whether it be in protecting uh, its uh, citizens, whether it be in something as simplistic as shutting down a baby formula plant uh, and and somehow not uh, grasping the effect that 67% of all baby formula came from the very place that you shut down. And so at least, you know, you, you make some type of, of, uh, of, 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 of plan uh, so that you don't find yourself in that. But that is... Government and and Reagan said it best. President Reagan said it best. The ten most horrible words in the in the human language is "I'm from the government. I'm here to help." Um, but here is um, you know Armin resource officers. This is the Israeli plan. Uh, this is some of the things that they do. Uh, and so we must stop killers out of the school. As in Israel, here's what we should do. Districts should post trained and capable armed guards outside as well as inside schools. Somebody said, well, we can't afford that. Well, you sure in the heck can afford everything else. Isn't it amazing? Uh, it, but it's kind of like us, isn't it? You know, you can't afford braces for the kids. You can't afford uh, life insurance. You can't afford gutters for the house, but you can afford to go to a golf out and you can afford to go uh, on a, a, a elk hunt to Colorado. And the bottom line is we, we afford what we want to afford. And that is in our individual lives. And that's in the, in the government as well. They should also consider reducing the number of entrances to the building. So these guards can monitor traffic where, where feasible schools should install metal detectors to ensure that nobody can sneak a weapon on the campus. Classroom doors must be made more secure against attack. Classrooms should be equipped with means to barricade these doors. School shootings are a matter of seconds and minutes. Precious moments of delay could be enough to stop a shooter. Uh, and so it goes on and on. And these are just some, uh, again, none of these are foolproof. This was in the Clarion Ledger. Uh, it was actually uh, printed from another source here. Um, and uh, I was looking here to give. Um, this was actually from Ken Paxton. Uh, the attorney general of, uh, of, of Texas. But, um, suffice to say, just some, some desire to, uh, to secure schools. Just start with that. Just, just the will to secure schools. Um, and, and here's what I would say about that is, uh, about the desire to secure schools. Well, you sent $40 billion to Ukraine. 
so why don't you use that in America to secure schools? Uh, and then having the will to, to secure schools, having the, the moxie to say, you know what, we're going to make our schools and, and not waiting on the federal government as a, as a governor. I would make that the number one priority. You know, quit focusing on CRT, quit focusing on critical race theory and indoctrinating your students and spend the money you're spending on this garbage curriculum and, and, uh, and, and garbage, uh, of training and garbage, uh, uh, in, in, um, you know, these, these trips they take to get indoctrinated so they can come back and indoctrinate everybody, uh, and focus on what matters. And as a, as a leader, uh, you are responsible, uh, for the thing that nobody else thinks about. So you as a leader, if you're a superintendent of a school, uh, if you're a principal of a school, if you're the, education uh, uh, chief of, of a state uh, education board or you're a school board president, you need to be thinking about the things nobody else is thinking about. You need to be thinking about uh, the things that the, you know, the, the things that are improbable, uh, but, but yet could happen and could have such a terrible, terrible uh, results as uh, we saw in Uvalde, Texas. Um, and so it is, it is imperative, uh, that we make this a priority. But I want to switch gears. I want to talk about the, uh, the, I, I believe, and I hesitate to use the, 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 the word link, but I do believe there is correlation between this, uh, I, I, I don't believe it stops at school shootings. I think, uh, all the, the child molestation, the child trafficking, uh, the child abuse, the child neglect, uh, the shooting of children. Uh, it is a, it is a deep, deep seated spiritual issue in this nation. Uh, and it doesn't mean that it cannot be, you've got to be religious or you got to be, uh, super spiritual or even spiritual on any level. To, uh, to, to stop it, you, you just, one, you have to have the will. Uh, and, and so I, I think that is number one. Number two, uh, I think you have to take a hard look at, uh, whether you use the word reap and sow or sow and reap, uh, karma or, or whatever, but, you know, you, if, if you are always in fights and you're always fighting and you're always challenging somebody, well, there's going to come a time as tough as you may be, there's going to come a time you're going to meet somebody who is as tough as you, uh, maybe as crazy as you. And that's probably more than likely how you will meet your demise. Uh, if that is a, consistent thing in your life because it's where you live. It's, it's what you've chosen. And, uh, and I think a lot of this, uh, tr uh, violence toward children, uh, is, is seeded in the last 50 years where we as a nation somehow decided that killing children in the womb, uh, you know, and, and, 
there are, uh, what did I read the other day, 2,500, if I'm not mistaken, about 2,500 abortions, it may be more than that, uh, a day uh, that happen in America. Uh, and and so not, again, trivializing whatsoever uh, what happened in Uvalde. And, and when we see that, uh, it, it's just it's so horrific. I, I refuse to watch video of, of anything like that. Um, but but at the same time, we, we have to recognize that the, the killing of a child in the womb is no less grievous uh, than uh, than the killing of a child in a, in a classroom. Um, and so it is, um, I'm looking here to see, uh, how many abortions a day, uh, happen in, in America. And, uh, let's see, there was 887,000 abortions in, uh, 2019, uh, 872,000 in, um, let's see, um, Let's see. I don't see. Yeah, I, I was pretty close. I said 2,500 babies a day. There's 2,363 babies aborted uh, daily. Uh, and so, if you look at that, and again, I'm not, I'm not in any way. Uh, and it's amazing that we we don't see the correlation. We don't see. We we don't count it as a tragedy uh, like we do. The Uvalde shooting where 19 innocent children were gunned down and two teachers. Uh, but, but every single day, a hundred, over a hundred times that many children every single day are aborted and, uh, their lives are snuffed out. They are taken and somehow, some way that is not as disturbing and grievous to us. But the question that I that I would like to pose to you tonight, and it's it's not uh, it's it's not it's more rhetorical, uh, or, or maybe not, but it's just something for you to think on, uh, and that is why one why do we not uh, does this not twenty three hundred sixty three children every day bother us? like the 19 children in Uvalde. And if we think that is different, how is that different? Now, is it different because the parents made the choice? Um, but how is that different? I'm not talking about the parents. I'm talking about the children. How is it? Well, the children were not living. Well, yes, they are alive. They didn't, they weren't in school. They were not, uh, you know, have friends and, and, uh, you know, have names yet and all of that. Uh, but they were ever bit as alive as, um, as those children in Uvalde. And, and, and so what bothers me is that doesn't bother me like it should. Uh, but it, it is. And so that's one aspect of it. The other aspect I'd like to explore with you is, uh, you know, sometimes we, 
we say, well, God is causing this because of this, or I, I did this as a young person, so now I'm paying for it. I don't think it quite works that way. I don't think uh, God said, okay, you're aborting 2,363 children today, then I'm going to let this guy do his thing. Uh, I don't, I, the God that we serve is, that's not how he works. But I think there is an immutable law about when you say, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to let down my guard here. I'm going to let that happen. And then there are circumstances that are beyond our control and that we don't anticipate. We'll look at that when we come back. I'd like to help you with some health issues. You have migraines, neck pain, back pain, vertigo, acid reflux, eczema, problems with your blood sugar, maybe even hay fever. Okay, let's do a little test. Look in the mirror. Does one eye look bigger than the other? Are your eyes off balance? Are your shoulders off balance? Look at a picture of yourself. Are you tilting your head to the left or the right instead of sitting up or standing up straight? If the answer to any of these questions is yes, you probably need to get your atlas adjusted. That's how I got rid of my migraines, neck pain, and hay fever. Let me explain to you how it works because it's the best kept secret in American healthcare. Your skull weighs anywhere from 8 to 15 pounds. It rests on the top bone of your spinal column, the atlas, which only weighs 2 ounces. So it's really easy for your atlas to get out of alignment. If it does, your whole spinal column can get kinked up like a chain, restricting your central nervous system's ability to send impulses to the rest of your body. It can affect your respiratory system, reproductive system, circulatory system, even digestive system. And yes, it can cause migraines, neck pain, back pain, acid reflux. Eczema, vertigo, problems with your blood sugar. Do yourself a favor. If you're in Arkansas, call my friends at the Arkansas Upper Cervical Center, 501-279-2009, for a free consultation to see if you need to get your atlas adjusted, because you probably do. If you're outside central Arkansas, go to their website, turnmypoweron.com, and click on Find a Doctor Near You. And I sure hope you can. Okay, we're talking about the inconvenient truth of school shootings and abortion. We first talked about how that school shootings, if we had the will, uh, I believe we could end school shootings. We just had to spend the money. And so the question is, is it just we're so busy, and when I say we, the government and, and school districts are so busy with everything else, and they're so busy trying to um, finance the football team and build a new stadium that the thing that could be irreversibly damaging and horrible, they don't take the time on. Uh, and so I think we have to first make it a priority. It may never happen, but we have to build for uh, for the inevitability as if it is an inevitability, uh, just like you have fire alarms, you have sprinkler systems, you hope you never have to use them, but you have them because of the devastating nature of the threat. And so it is for schools. First, there has to be the will. And so this idea that, well, let's take all the guns, let's let's talk about guns, um, you know, that is a fool's errand because you schools are gun-free zones. Um, Chicago is a gun-free zone and is, has restrictive 
uh, laws, but more than a Uvalde happens in Chicago uh, every single week. And so the, the, if you take the guns, as the old trite but true saying goes, if you confiscate the guns, the only people who have guns will be the criminals. And so the answer is not to confiscate guns. The The answer is to fortify our schools the way they should be fortified. And the way that we protect students from this not happening is to have an FBI that is not chasing their grannies from January the 6th and wiretapping uh, innocent Trump supporters uh, but are actually focused on domestic and international terrorists, uh, the which many of those have slipped through their fingers and killed hundreds of people because they were too busy uh, having tickle fights on the 15th floor with each other and sending love letters and sexual innuendos uh, and having tryst uh, on company time uh, and chasing down patriots and harassing them rather than actually pursuing real criminals. Now, if this were just isolated, if it happened one time, two times, three times, that somebody who was a Trump supporter, uh, who was a conservative, was targeted, then uh, I, I wouldn't be so bombastic. But it has not been that way. Three million Americans wiretapped. Come on, people. Uh the FBI needs to be dismantled and needs to be rebuilt. And I, I would even suffice to say, name it something besides the FBI, because I think the three initials are so tarnished uh, that it's beyond help. And so first, there has to be a will to secure our schools and this banter about guns, especially when you were trying as Democrats trying to defund the police and you were tr- and you attacked those that were trying to strengthen the security of schools. So we really don't want to hear that from you now. Now, the, the thing that I want to spend the rest of our time on is about this correlation between abortion uh, and school shootings, because, see, I believe there is this intrinsic uh, spiritual uh, if you're not spiritual at least karma this 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 thing to where uh, you know you've looked the other way and and, and I, I hold myself even accountable when it doesn't bother me and I've actually been praying lately that it will bother me every day that children are being aborted. Now, I'm, I can't make people not abort them, but I can pray and I can, I can, I can be an advocate and I can talk like I'm talking here uh, to you on this episode 159 and, and bring in the, the situation like that 2,363 children will be aborted today. Uh, and if it's not 2,363, it's it's 61, 65. Uh, it's it's right around that number every single day. Two thousand three hundred sixty-three. That's a hundred over a hundred times. Uh, you know, uh, in excess of a hundred times uh, Uvalde every single day. And so uh, we have, and I say we, and I mean that as a nation. 
that we have opened the door for this bloodletting. We have opened the door for this attack on our children. And we have said one group of children are not important, but this group of children are. How disingenuous that Democrats are getting up and they're defending the children. They are saying we've got to protect the children and they are the very, uh, the very party that, that cries for abortion even beyond uh, the third uh, uh, third trimester. How how hypocritical! Uh, but I think there's something bigger here. the The Bible says that the 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 nation, <coughs> or rather the, the <coughs> excuse me, the hands that shed innocent blood shall in no wise escape. And if we are as a nation, if if God looks at us as a nation, as a collective. And says these are hands uh, as America, and we are allowing 2,363 children to be um, butchered, murdered daily. If you want to see it, you can go to my website. Uh, I'm, I'm sorry, to my Twitter page at Donnie Copeland. You'll see uh, a tweet, uh, four, five, six tweets down, maybe seven or eight. It says brutal but true, and it's the explanation by a former abortionist of what happens during an abortion, and it is it is horrible, uh, but it is brutal, and it is brutal, but it is true, and it is the reality of the 2,363 children. And so what I'm saying is this, that we have opened the door 50 years ago that children can be murdered and it's legal. Now, I know you don't agree with that. I don't agree with that. But and maybe you can say it. I, I don't think I can say it with a clear, clear conscience that I've done everything in my power to see that that's eradicated, including uh, praying every single day that this stop. It has not been a priority of mine. It's it's in the back of my mind when someone mentions it. It's in it. I've never liked it. I've never been comfortable with it. I I think it's detestable. But I would be lying if I I, I told you that uh, that it it's constantly on my prayer list. I'm constantly talking about. It. I've I've learned to accept it. And now when something happens in uh, Uvalde, Texas, where 19 children are butchered by a demoniac, by a, you know, spiritually bankrupt, uh, just, you know, maniac. Um, we, we are, we are beside ourselves with grief and with anguish and we well should be. But is there some correlation between our acceptance, even if it's not in voting, uh, uh, our, but it's just by our silence or our lack of concern. And let me don't say our, my lack of concern. But as a nation, we have accepted this. Now we get all excited because it may be overturned. But where was that, where was that angst? Where was that prayer? Where was that, uh, grieving? Uh, every single day for the 2,363. See, I don't think we can ever get to the place to where we create a culture to where children are completely safe until all the children are safe. And I don't know how that works. There's something that I like to call, and uh, there, there is 
a reference to it in the in the Bible about the immutable, uh, which means irreversible, if if I'm not mistaken. Uh, the immutable, and I believe there are immutable laws uh, of the universe uh, put there by by God, and and they are uh, laws that uh, that are unchangeable. That's what immutable means, unchangeable, and you can't change them. The law of physics is immutable. Uh, the law of gravity is immutable. Of and and on and on. But, uh, our gravity is physics, I guess, in, in some regard. But, um, the immutable law is that you can't take the lives of children. This is not spoken in the scripture, but it's, it's inferred at the very least. And I think it's just a part of a, you, you can't treat people bad. You can't treat people horrible and be mean and be, bad to people and go through your whole life and that not come back around to you. That That's an immutable law. It's just going to happen. And conversely, you can't be kind and generous and uh, and benevolent to people your whole life and that not come back to you. And so it is with these 2,363 children uh, that we have to be as concerned about them. When we get as concerned about them, when we turn off the spigot of blood that is being shed every day uh, at the hands of abortionists and 2,363 children, then I believe the, sp- the spigot can be turned off to the to the craze. Now, it doesn't mean mental health uh, problems ceases, but this immutable law that says, look, these children are important to you, but these children are not. Those two things don't. The universe, that does not harmonize in the universe. I don't know how else to say it, but it doesn't harmonize in the universe. So I don't even know how to to communicate with you how it's linked, but it's linked. And, and I think it takes uh, prayer on our part. I think it takes activism on our part. I think it becomes, and, and, and can I just say, I, I'm a minister, uh, I, I'm a, I'm a father, I'm a, I'm a, uh, husband, I'm a grandfather, uh, and, um, you know, and I think of myself as trying to be a moral, decent person. And, and yet I, I, I sit here today and I tell you, I have not been as troubled and grieved by abortion as I've needed to be. I kept saying we, but I, I need to quit saying we because I, I don't need to drag you into that. I need to say me, not we. And until it bothers me, and please make no mistake about it, I've never, I've never, uh, ever had any sympathy or any, uh, any feeling but angst and, 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 you know, opposition against abortion, but not like I needed to have, not, not like I needed to have. And so, uh, we're, we're going to wrap it up here in just a moment. We're going to do our tweet of the day. And, uh, so thankful again that you have joined us. You've been a part of, uh, episode 159. And, uh, man, you make this and we got quite a few people here, uh, at uh, my time. I'm doing this episode at 2. 30 a.m. 
and I've uh, got a good board of people here hanging uh, with me, and uh, I'm just uh, so, so very thankful for you, uh, and you are, you guys are uh, are warriors, and I appreciate you so very much. Um, Jim Bob says, and this goes along, uh, this is Brittany Cooper said, I turn over to uh, <laughs> Fox News, uh, actually faux news, F-A-U-X, to see how they were covering the shooting. Uh, and they're talking about shootings in Chicago. Uh, there's no end of their depravity. Of course, this is a liberal talking about, they're talking about Chicago. Uh, it says, why every Monday morning in Chicago on WGN, when they give the weekend body count, no one gets upset. Now listen to this. Riddle me this. Why every Monday morning in Chicago on WGN, when they give the weekend body count, no one gets upset. It's because they're from the south and west sides of Chicago. Ignoring the number of shootings each week in Chicago with their strict gun laws isn't helping. And so um, we we have a double standard uh, in this country. Uh, uh, then let's see here. Let me give you one more. Michael Knowles, whom I really like, says, has Beto O'Rourke even for ever, has ever for even one single moment considered anyone or anything other than himself? Uh, and, and the answer is absolutely not. Uh, Teresa, the pastry, pastry archy queen says, homeschool your children. As body says, we cannot continue to send our children to Caesar for their education. Then be surprised when they come home as Romans. Wow. Uh, Paul Gosser said, uh, our Gosser, Gosser, we must stop the great reset and defund the who. Uh, absolutely. Man, thank you so much for, uh, hanging with me. Uh, in the wee hours of the morning, those that would download this later, uh, appreciate you so very much. Uh, I'm Donnie Copeland sitting in for Doc Washburn. I'll be with you tomorrow and Friday. Then on Monday, it'll be back to, uh, 